Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Good morning, Facebook family. Glory, I got glory, glory. I'm excited to be with you one more time. I tell you, God is good and he is good all the time. Well, I pray that you've been doing well since the last time we talked. I tell you, you know, I say something to you and I ask you that question every time. Are you still saved and you're still walking in faith? Don't let the enemy rob you of your joy. Don't let the enemy steal your peace. Don't you do it. Don't you turn and walk away. There's nothing out there in that mean, cruel world for you. You stick with Jesus and watch him do the best in your life. And so I'm excited to have you with me again on today. We're going to pray and get to the word of God. Now, I'm going to tell you ahead of time. Um, the word of God may be a little rough today. Um, I'm not going to tell you he's blessing it and opening doors. Nobody's getting new cars and houses today. Hallelujah. But the word of God is still right. And if we take it, if we take the word of God and apply it to our lives, just like good medicine, the word of God is good medicine. If we take it, then we will be better. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for another day you have blessed us to see. Thank you for your angels that watched over us all last night and during the course of the week. And Father, we thank you, dear God, for the newness of this day. Now, touch our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have to say. Father, it's not me speaking. It's your word. My opinion and my thoughts and matters not. That's not going to change anybody's life, but your word will. Whether it's, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, whether it's, it's hard for us to digest, the word of God is good for us. So, Father, help us to receive the word on today and apply it to our lives and watch mighty things happen. And so we thank you in advance for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I want to talk to you about something today, and it has been heavy on my heart. And as a, a woman of faith, as a mother of faith, as, as a preacher and just a child of the Most High God, it's important that we know that our witness means everything. And so if I had a title for today, which I do, the title is Cry Loud and Spare Not. Cry Loud and Spare Not. Now, I want to set uh, the stage for where we're going. And we're in the book of 2 Corinthians, and I want to go to chapter 6. We're not going to read much. We're just going to, and if in your spare time, read chapter six, which is setting up for chapter seven, where we're actually going to read and go. But in chapter six um, of second Corinthians, this is where Paul addresses problems in the church. He addresses a lot of problems that he sees in the church. And I will tell you as a minister of the gospel and as a child of God and, and anyone in the church, it is our job to address the ills that we see. Now, as a shepherd, that shepherd oversees in that flock and cares for the flock, and that shepherd has to say some hard things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, as parents, head of the house, we have to say some hard things to our children because we love them. So with the same idea in mind, a shepherd has to say hard things to sheep, not because we want to condemn you, not because we hate you, Quite the contrary, because we love you, we say the hard thing. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul 
talks about and addresses things such as incest and prostitution and celibacy within marriage, marriage, uh, Christians uh, marrying one another and divorcing and pagans and marrying pagans and, and lawsuits and adultery and concerns about women praying and prophesying, chaos and worship. He addresses speaking in tongues and competing voices. He addresses so many of the ills, not in the world, but in the church. He addresses all of these things. And as a man of God, it is his job and was his job to address those concerns. Remember, our title is to cry loud and spare not. Now, when we stop addressing concerns, the concerns will eat us alive. There, there can be no fix to the problem if we don't address it. Um, we, we tend to in our personal lives and even in church and, and just in general, and I'm not just talking to church people. I'm not just talking to church people. The word of God is applicable to anyone in our life at any stage in our lives, the word of God fits. So when we don't address certain things, doesn't mean those things are going away. Now I want you to go with me to second Corinthians chapter seven. Okay. So remember now what he did in chapter six. But now I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and that's where I want us, to, as they, the saints and the preachers say, to hang our hat, hallelujah, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And I want to read, start at verse 1, and I want to read it from the message translation. And we're not going to stay here long, but I just want you to think about it, because as a child of God, when I cry loud and spare not, my life's actions need to corroborate the word of God. It's, it's so important, so important. And so let's start at verse one. It says, with promises like this, is to pull us on, dear friends. Let's make a clear break with everything that fouls or distracts us, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. Now, the King James puts it this way. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, I will say this to you. I know it's 2020 and I know a lot's going on, but we are still expected and God calls us to be a holy people, uh, holy people, holy people. Verse two in the message translation says, trust us. We've never hurt a soul, never exploited or taken advantage of anyone. Don't think I'm finding fault with you. I told you earlier that I'm with you all the way, no matter what. I have, in fact, the greatest confidence in you. If only you knew how proud I am of you. I am overwhelmed with joy despite all our troubles. Now, let me say this about the, the men and women of God or us as believers, we need to be able to say like Paul, that our reputations are good. We are not taking advantage of people that we are living godly lives. That King James says, receive us. We have wronged no man and we have corrupted no man and we have defrauded no man. Our lives need to reflect the word of God. If you're going to cry loud and spare not, and there be an impact in the kingdom, I have to live what I preach. 
I have to mean what I say. Paul says, I've defrauded no man. I've done nothing wrong. I have not been a corrupt man. I've been a man of integrity. I've been a man of truth and honesty. And therefore, when uh, someone comes of that caliber, you can look at that person and say, you have can receive from me. I have confidence in that person that's living according to the word of God. And in these last days, body of Christ is not how many lights you get. Nobody cares. It's, nobody cares what you drive. I don't care what kind of collar you wear and where you live. Jesus could care less. He's looking at how you're living. He's looking at how you're treating your brother or your sister. He's looking at if you're preaching the word, is that exactly how you're living? He's looking at, are you looking at money more than the saints? He's looking at your heart. We're worried about what Facebook and all of this Instagram can tell me who's been what. Nobody cares about your page. Nobody cares how many likes you get. Jesus could care less. If you're not living holy, it's all a waste of time. Oh my God, it's a waste of time. I would rather Jesus give me a well done than you to give me a like. I don't care you like what I'm driving or like what I just said. I want you to see Jesus. So Paul says to people, listen, receive us. That implies that not everybody you can receive. He says, receive us. Then he tells you why you can. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man and we have defrauded no man. He says, so therefore with those things, you can receive us. I just want to tell you, not everybody you can receive. Not everybody wearing a collar, not everybody saying they name the name of Christ. Can you receive if they have not met certain characteristics and qualities based on the word of God, stop receiving everything. Telling you that now stuff comes in my mailbox and, and, it looks like mail, it has the envelope, it has a stamp and stuff, but you know when I receive it, if it has my name on it, just cause it's in my mailbox, don't mean I receive it. Some of it I leave in there and put the little flag up and tell the postman, take it back, this don't belong to me. Just because somebody delivers it to you and it looks like mail, it has a stamp, they put it in the mailbox. If it doesn't belong to you, don't you receive it. If someone comes to you with anything contrary to the word of God, Anyone come with a life that doesn't line up with integrity, don't receive it. Paul says, receive us. And this is why we have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man and we have defrauded no man. Verse three in the King James says, I speak not this to condemn you. For I have said before that you are in our hearts to die and live with you. Mm -hmm. Verse five in the message, I'm going back and forth because this was good to me. When we arrived in Macedonia province, we couldn't settle down. The fights in the church and the fears in our hearts kept us on pins and needles. There was issues in the church and we couldn't relax because we didn't know how it would turn out. Then the God who lifts up the downcast lifted our heads and our hearts with the arrival of Titus. We were glad just to see him, but the true reassurance came with what he told us about you. Listen now how much you cared and how much you grieved and how concerned you were for me. I went from worry to tranquility in no time. Let me tell you, when the people of God receive from a true man or woman of God, guess what comes? Peace and joy. 
So in being careful with who I receive from has everything to do with the quality of life that I receive. The quality of life that I walk in has everything to do with who this vessel is that's crying loud and sparing not has to be a vessel of integrity, has to be a vessel that has an ear to hear what the spirit has to say, has to be a vessel that is longing to do the things of God. I did not say it has to be a perfect vessel. No one is. I don't care how much you love your pastor. I don't care how much you love your leader. They're not perfect. None of us are. The best we can do is walk in faith keeping our ear attuned to the things of the spirit, keeping our hearts full of the word of God, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship with God. And that's the best we can do. So no one is perfect, but I'm looking for someone that is striving to live a holy life. Who I receive from is important. Verse eight says, and I know I distress you greatly with my letter. Paul said, I know when I corrected you and when I had to pop your hand and tell you what thus said the Lord. I know when I said harsh things to you about how you need to live holy. I know I said some things you didn't want to hear. I know you said some things contrary to the way you were living, but it's my job to tell you that. Verse eight, I know I distressed you greatly with my letter. Although I felt awful at the time, I don't feel at all bad now that I see how it turned out. The letter upset you, but only for a while. Now I'm glad that you were upset, but that you were jarred into turning things around. You let the distress bring you to God, not drive you from him. The result was at all gain, no loss. So when the the man or woman of God is sharing the word of God, crying loud and sparing not, and telling you the truth of the word of God, and you receive that word. It blesses your life. That man or woman of God is encouraged when you receive the word. may not be the word you want to hear. Paul said, I know the letter upset you. I know the word as the preacher say, you, it's, it's someone stepped on your toes. It went down your aisle. It, it hits you where it hurts the most. That's what the word is supposed to do. But here's the thing. You, the receiver of the word, should receive the word, apply it to your life, and then your life will be better. I tell you, isn't it amazing how we understand now that a parent that really loves you still has to tell you the hard thing. A parent that really loves you corrects you and punishes you. A parent that really loves you tells you things that you don't want to hear. How much more does my father love me than my natural parent? How much more? So even when God has to correct us or the man or woman of God has to cry loud and spare not and give words of correction, it's still the same loving father that only wants what's best for you. Verse 10, distress that drives us to God. Listen now, the message translation puts it this way. Distress that drives us to God does that. It turns us around. It gets us back in the way of salvation. We never regret that kind of pain, but those who let distress drive them away from God are full of regrets, end up on a deathbed of regrets. Verse 10 in the King James says, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. 
So godly sorrow, when the word of God comes forth, when your man or woman of God is preaching the word of God, crying loud and sparing not, when it brings about a sorrow or conviction, it should work in us repentance, which causes us to turn back to the things of God. Oh man, don't stop crying loud and don't stop sparing not. Verse 11 says, and now it's a wonderful it's wonderful all the ways in which the distress has goaded you closer to God. You're more alive, more concerned, more sensitive, more reverent, more human, more passionate, more responsible. The word of God that you didn't want to receive, you know, the medicine that tastes really bad usually works best for you. That's what I figured out. You know, all that fruity stuff may not be the best, but that stuff that tastes bad usually fix you right up. When the word of God goes forth, may be hard to take it, may step on your tails, but if you take it, it will cause you to become more alive, more concerned, more sensitive, more reverent, more human, more compassionate, more responsible. Look at from any angle, you come out of this with a purity of heart. If I apply even the difficult word, if I apply even the word that convicts me and hurts my feelings, but if I apply that word to my life, it will make me better. And that is what I was hoping for it to do in the first place when I wrote the letter. My primary concern, Paul says, was not for the one who did the wrong or even the one wrong, but for you, that you would realize and act upon the deep, deep ties between us before God. That's what happens. And we felt just great. When the word of God, that's why it's so important for pastors, it is not our job to say the things you want to hear. It's our job to say what the word of God says you need to hear. Our job is not to say all of the fun things, all of the things, how great you can be blessed and all the wonderful things. They're in here. Yes, 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 they are. He says, I came that you might have life and that life more abundantly. He says, I'll supply all your needs. All of those, want, he said that. But then not only that, there are words of corrections and how we should live that's in the word of God. And we need to tell you that too, because when you go contrary to that, there's only sin and death, there's death. But if I tell you the, the word and the way you should live, if I follow that word, then there's life and peace. So as ministers, we, we don't get the option to pick and choose. We have to say the volume, the entire book. We have to tell you everything he said. And if you apply the word, you will be better. Verse 13. And then when we saw how Titus felt, his exuberance over your response, our joy doubled. It was wonderful to see how revered and refreshed he was by everything you did. And if I went out on a limb in telling Titus how great I thought you were, you cut it off at that limb. As it turned out, I hadn't exaggerated one bit. Titus saw for himself that everything that I had said about you was true. He can't quite quit talking about it, going over and over again the story of your prompt obedience and the dignity and sensitivity of your hospitality. He was quite overwhelmed by it and all I couldn't be more pleased. I'm so confident and proud of you. When you take even the hard word, when you take even the difficult word and you apply it to your life, you watch what God does. So for ministers and pastors and any of us as believers, not just those that are preaching every Sunday, cry loud and spare not. 
Don't just give them what they want to hear. Give them what they need to hear. Then for us as believers, we take that word and we apply that word and watch God give us the life that he has so designed for us. I'm believing that there's going to be a great harvest. I know we're in COVID-19. I, I know that. I know unemployment. I know we're in racial tensions in our country. I know an election is coming up and that's a whole nother prayer request. I know all this stuff is going on. But I tell you, if we continue to cry loud and spare not, I believe that God will bring about a great harvest even during these dark times. So I tell you, I want you to do that with me. My goal is, man, if I have to tell the truth, if nobody's speaking it with me, guess what? I'm going to speak it. If nobody's telling you what the word of God says, I, I have to be the one to tell you. Now, the Bible tells me I need to speak the truth in love. I can't condemn and beat you over the head with it. But our job is to tell people the truth because if we love them enough, I'm going to tell you what the word of God says. And then I'll hang around with you long enough in ministry to walk you through that you'll reconcile back to your proper place in God. Man, I'm not going to hold it over. No, no, no. I am supposed to preach the word and love you as we walk this thing out together. And then that's where healing really comes. And so I'm praying for every pastor. Continue to cry loud. Listen now. Cry loud and spare not. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time in the word. Father, we thank you because honestly, the responsibility of this message rests on us today. The word of God needs no help. The word of God doesn't need us to change it in any shape, form, or fashion. The word of God is right all by itself. You told us to cry loud and spare not. Father, give us the spirit of Paul, that courage that he, he spoke on those things that were wrong in the church. He spoke on those things and that were contrary to your word. He spoke on those matters and he stood his ground. And Father, then once he spoke, help us to be a people to hear the word and take the word. Help us to receive the word with gladness. Help us to apply it with our, to our lives, God. And then when we apply the word, then we have the life that you have so called us to. And so, Father, we thank you. I pray strength. I pray coverage for every leader. It's going to appear like you're the only one preaching it. You keep on preaching. It's going to appear like everybody else is doing something. Don't you worry. You stick with what God has given you. Stick with the word and watch God do the rest. So, Father, we thank you in advance for the great harvest, the great harvest that shall come from the word of God. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I tell you, Facebook family, um, I'm so glad I have a God that corrects me. He loves me enough. Don't let me go too far to the left. He doesn't let me go too far to the right. I'm thankful that he's allowed people to be in my life that can walk me through this Christian journey and help me and tell me things that I may not want to hear, but they love me enough to share. So continue, pastors, leaders, elders, lay members, cry loud and spare not. Well, and until the next time, this is Pastor Helene Robinson saying, stay safe, stay blessed, stay walking in favor. And until next time, be blessed. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.